If you're a haunter looking for more control over your queue line, we've got you covered. That's coming up in today's show. Welcome to the show. I'm Philip. On the HAN Show, we bring you the news and information you need to prepare for Halloween. We can only cover so much on this podcast, so the best way to keep up to date with all the spooky happenings is to join our free weekly industry newsletter. The link is in the show notes. Today, we're airing an episode from one of our partner stations, Haunt Topic Radio, hosted by Brian Foreman from Haunter's Toolbox. This episode is more for haunt owners and operators as it discusses the differences between virtual queues and timed ticketing. Brian is interviewing both Alex from HauntPay and Justin Hill from Haunted Hills Haunted Attraction. Therefore, you'll hear insights from both the vendor and the haunter's point of view, so you can decide which service, if any, is right for your haunt. Okay, we'll start off with Alex, and he's discussing how he created virtual queues during the pandemic and how they're continuing to be a trend even now. We thought that this could have been a fad, and that's what we were worried about. We dumped a ton of money into building out virtual queues in 2020. But I thought, you know, oh, maybe come 2021, nobody's going to want to do virtual queues. Well, you know what? It's exactly the opposite. It's skyrocketed. There are haunts that, that you know, had never even thought about time ticketing that are doing virtual queues because it makes more sense for them. And, and it's a better experience for everybody. So that's another really cool thing that we've seen change through the years here. Mm-hmm. So what is a virtual queue? Good question. Uh, <laughs> a virtual queue is uh, is the ability to uh, get a notification when it's your time for the group uh, to go up and go in line instead of having to physically wait in line. So it's like virtually waiting in line, right? And to start with, back in the pandemic, one of the ways, you know, one of the reasons this was popular, like people would literally sit in their cars if they didn't want to be around a bunch of people. If they didn't want to be close to other people, they'd just sit in their car and they'd go in when it was their time, when they got the text message that it was their time. And that's how we do a virtual queue. We do it as a text message and an email message that goes out to the user. Hopefully they've got access to either one when it's their time to go in. Um, they also have to check in when they get to the attraction, but they can do that remotely on their phone or they can do it at the booth, you know, if they want to go scan their ticket at the booth real quick. It's kind of up to the haunt what they want to require them to do, but then we'll give them a text message when it's their turn. But, you know, like, Early on, it was people waiting in their cars. Now, I think one of the awesome things that happens there uh, is a lot of people, instead of waiting in their cars, will wait in other parts of the attraction. And you know what the one time is that nobody's spending money at your attraction? Normally, it's when they're waiting in line, right? (laughs) Like, you might be able to entertain them. You might keep them going, but they're not spending much money unless you happen to have a soda machine they walk by periodically or something like that. So if they're waiting virtually and able to roam around your midway, roam around your attraction, you can find other ways to to make money off of them, be it midway games or merch booths or, you know, concession stands, all that sort of thing. So that's where I think virtual queues are really next level and can help you generate more revenue and keep your fans happier because they're having more memorable experiences the whole time that they can take home and post about. And you're never going to get that that angry customer who's like, I had to wait in line three hours because you didn't, you know, you just yeah, got a text message when it was your turn. Yep. So, Justin, how have you seen uh, using virtual queue? Do you use a virtual yeah. queue and time di- yeah. and time ticking at the same time or? Uh, we did one year. And uh, so let me start by saying, <laughs> okay, for one, I am not paid by haunt pay. I'm not <laughs> like whatever. But I, I'll say we have looked into other other ticketing people like Fear Ticket, like Ticket Leap, like there's like another one called like Grunledge or some weird name like that. 
all, all these people and we always come back to haunt pay um, because yes, the prices are fantastic. The, the uh, all that's great. But one of my favorite things about haunt pay is the customer service. Um, it's fantastic. Like he said, uh, for one, when we have problems and it's Halloween and I call haunt pay the, the card that Alex gave me with his number on it, I'm not going to like India to talk to someone that's been contracted by haunt pay. I'm talking to Alex on the phone to fix my problem, even though it's Halloween night, even though everyone else is busy as hell too. I'm talking to Alex and he's helping me through these issues in live time. And that's fantastic. On top of that. And I, I told you this earlier, haunt pay is the only company where literally I have come to them with ideas and I've seen those ideas implemented into what I'm using to make the our experience and our customers' experience better. Um, so I am an advocate of Haunt Pay all the way. Um, so everyone else, like you hear from like Larry all the time, pitches fear tickets to everybody. Uh, Larry's not going to answer the phone when you have a problem. Alex will. So I'd go with Haunt Pay. But anyway, so um, 2020, we we went with the time ticket. And we went with the virtual queue. So we did the time ticket for when people show up on property. And this whole time, I was skeptical of time tickets. I will put this out there right away. I still do not like time tickets at all. I, I am fair. adamantly <laughs> against them. And just because I see how our haunt works and it just does not jive with how our haunt works. We yeah. don't have like a light switch. Um, things in our haunt go wrong. And that doesn't line up with what I promised people about going in the haunted house sometimes. Yep. So what we did, um, I guess, let me take you through a story. And that story starts in like 2019, uh, pre-pandemic. Pre so we have a haunted house. Um, and for several years, we were doing what everyone did. Uh, we had giant queue line, huge block of space outside. People stand in that line moving to snail's pace. Uh, we have a bunch of stages out there, actors, and people did love our line because we also love like rock and roll. We love rock shows, Rob Zombie. We go every chance that we can because seeing flame nice. cannons and skeletons and stuff is really cool. Um, yeah. So we, we implemented that into our show too. So when you're outside, you're, you're seeing explosions and you're seeing fire dancers and we've got sliders out there and people on stilts and everything that we can to create that, uh, that event. We also, uh, we took the classes at Transworld. We followed the trends from the industry and we started to do things like escape rooms and ax throwing. We had a, we had a midway and like the craziest thing to me was that every single year we had to find new vendors and in, in our midway, like literally all of them would leave. And like, we didn't have a problem bringing in new vendors, but like, it kind of sucked. Um, and it was like, no matter what we thought, like maybe they didn't like that kind of food. Maybe their prices were like bad. We even had like some people that brought in some, like some trucks where they did like games from like a carnival. They didn't sell any, like anything they left too. And it was just not good at all. And we couldn't figure out like, why are people not spending money there? And then at the same yeah. time, why are we not like people are claiming we're bringing in we're bringing in $30,000 off our five minute escape room. We're bringing in, we're bringing in $50,000 off our ax throwing. And we're like, <laughs> we're doing what you're saying. And it's just not lining up with what you're claiming. Um, so it was like early 20, 2019, we're trying to figure that out. Our like, I remember writing on a whiteboard, like all our problems, no money on escape rooms, no money on ax throwings, long waits. I also noticed that people are not taking 
as many pictures and posting them to social media as I'd like. Mm. Our vendors are always leaving. These are all problems we have. And I was like, I want to fix all of them because that was like the first year we finally hit a point where I was like, the haunted house is really good. Let's work on experience things and these, these other problems. Mm. Also, mm-hmm. like we weren't selling a lot of merchandise. Um, we weren't seeing as many like fast passes and things that I would, as I would have liked, um, all that kind of stuff. So we started out from a place of let's address those problems. Then we start hearing about this. We hit 2020 pandemic hits, uh, haunted houses are closing. Haunted houses are not opening and everyone's coming up with all these ideas. You have to have masks on, you have to clean hands. You have to, um, social distance, all these things. And right away we said, okay, well, the queue line's out because the queue yeah. was taking up half our yeah. parking lot. It's huge. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, it's like 200 feet by like 200 feet of just queue of just people stacked in a square doing nothing, but just walking and cramming as many people in it as we can. Not, and that's just the queue to get in the haunt, not the queue to go buy tickets either. So um, we came up with, let's do a time ticket to get in the property. And then we're going to do a virtual queue to get in the haunted house. So we also, um, outside, we also do like, we wand everyone because this was also around the time when we were seeing like Uh. shootings happening all the time. And I was like, I'm not going to be on the news for someone bringing a gun here and trying to shoot people. Um, so we started to wand everybody and it was crazy how much like stuff we found. Um, but anyway, that's another story. Do you know what causes haunted attractions to shut down before they even get started? The top three roadblocks are lack of funding, lack of leadership, lack of resources. As a member of the Haunter's Toolbox, you get instant access to the tools you need to start and grow your own haunted attraction business. To get started, become a member at Haunter'sToolbox.com. But, um... So the virtual queue, we noticed right away that our shortcomings were making the virtual queue not happen because people thought when I tell you show up at seven o'clock, they thought that meant they're going in the haunted house at seven o'clock. And what it actually meant is you're going in the property at seven o'clock and then you're going to be in a virtual queue until we tell you to come in the haunt. Um, So we had like crazy lines because if we open if I estimate, just say I can do 500 people in a half hour, um, and I plan that through our time tickets, then uh, if what happens if right before we open, my audio cuts out and I, I got to fix it, it takes me like 15 minutes. Now I'm 15 minutes back. Now I have all these people that I promised you're going to go in at seven o'clock. Well, now I have to do all my seven o'clock people and I've still got my 730 people. Now every group of people for the night is moved back like 15 minutes. Um, That's fair. And it's my fault and there's nothing I can do to fix it. And it sucks. And that happened to us like every night. And it was a, we had giant lines because people also show up early and we're trying to, because like at that point it was like a guideline because of like the pandemic and all that stuff. So like we were trying to regulate the amount of people on the property by not having people show up, but they were showing up anyway. So now what do I, what do I do with these people? I can't just send them home. They Mm -hmm. drove an hour or two hours to get here. I can't say come back and in like two hours when your time is, I need to figure this out. Um, 
So we struggled through that. And I adamantly said, like, I hate that. But what I found from the virtual queue was that that one change of taking what was a queue line and turning it into a virtual queue line changed. It solved all my other problems, all mm-hmm. those other issues I had, literally every one because net and it and improved my customer experience because you look at any haunted house the best haunted houses there are and ours was like this also like you said people say waiting in lines like the best part and like sometimes it is but even if it was and even if your line is very like amazing and you entertain the whole time (laughs) it's always something new people will still say amazing haunted house uh, i didn't like the three-hour wait Yep. Now yep. with the virtual queue, they don't even realize they're waiting three hours. There, I took the space that I was using as my queue line, this huge space, and I turned it into a scare zone. So now I have this huge themed space that is totally themed with, check this out, a bunch of photo ops. Now, yeah. instead of people just standing in a line where they're just surrounded by other people, I now have my icons out there in a space that is themed for them with my branding on it, with QR codes that take them to all of our social medias, with our hashtags, our logos, all that stuff. Now, all people have to do is take pictures. I've also created a space outside in that scare zone where you get the experience of running from a chainsaw, which usually only happens one time at a haunted house for that three hour wait. When you come in the scare zone, it's the only place where you can, how many times, how many rooms in a haunted house are large enough for you to run away from the person that's in it. I don't think a lot, but my scare zone is half a parking lot. You can run <laughs> and run and my actors chase you and there's room for sliders to slide all over the place. And the the guys who are on uh, walking around as huge characters have plenty of room to run and all that stuff. We started to bring in live music. We have DJs and stuff. So now it's turned that crappy three hour wait is now a giant dance party going on for three hours with glow sticks and, and moving lights and, and taking pictures and <laughs> shooting videos and all kinds of stuff. And it's immediately just with that one change that literally cost me no money is now increasing my online footprint and selling me more tickets <laughs> on top of that. Love it. Now, like you said, what people aren't doing while they're, I analyzed what was happening outside and what was happening outside was my audience would show up. They would go immediately once they show up on property, they want to buy a ticket. And then as soon as they buy a ticket, they know they got to wait in line. But if they take time, more people are jumping in that line. The wait is longer. So they want to jump in line right away. And then when they're done with the haunted house, instead of going and eating at my midway where you can get an overpriced hot dog, we'll just leave and go to McDonald's or the restaurant that's right up the road. So that's why my vendors aren't making any money because they're just heading out. But now the two hour wait, which I'm controlling, even if the crowd is, if the crowd is crazy and we're running fast, I speed it up. If the crowd's not, and I want them to stay out there longer. I slow it down. They don't know how long the wait actually is because we we control the whole thing. Um, if I want them to, to, to stay out there now, instead of spending two hours in line and then leaving, now they've got two hours to do nothing but spend money on all my stuff. Go spend money on my gift shop. They go play games in my arcade. They're spending money at all my vendors, including my food booth. They're spending uh, money and time playing escape rooms. They're playing axe throwing. They're doing our tarot cards, spending time around our campfire. We, uh, we installed a giant in, 
inflatable movie screen where people can just sit and watch movies while they wait if that's what they want to do. Um, our other haunted houses, you're in line for all three haunted houses at one time. Yeah. We can call you to whichever one we want. So if we if we notice, oh no, we had something break over here, it's gonna take like five or ten minutes. Okay, that's fine. You we speed up our queue on our other haunt, call those people over. Now they're spending two hours waiting in that line going through a haunted house at this one. Yeah. So the virtual queue has turned our haunted house into I think there is no other way to do a haunted house than a virtual queue because it has it has had zero negative effects, like not a single negative effect that I can find at all once you implement the proper infrastructure. I mean, it was a total overhaul of the way we did it. Sure. Ultimately, when I broke it down, it was there was no reason we did it that way other than that's what everyone else did. It wasn't a solution that we came to like logically where we said like, what's the best way to bring bring people in our haunted house? It was just, we knew that's how roller coasters work. We know that's how every place works. You make a line, you funnel them in. But the virtual queue is my favorite thing. I think it's a unique aspect of our haunt that makes us so so different. But it, we don't have anyone complaining about the weight. And it increased literally the profit of everything. Um, it increased the profit of our fast passes because people don't, even the people that aren't waiting a long time, because everyone knows what's the relationship of fast passes to a line. They don't see a long <laughs> line, they're not going to buy a fast pass. Yeah. My customers, they see just people around. And those people could have already walked through the haunted house. You have no idea. They just see a huge crowd and they go, oh, probably a long wait. And they buy a fast pass. And in reality, the wait was five <laughs> minutes. But great. Thanks. I'll take it. That's funny. Here's a t-shirt because you you since you bought a fast a fast pass anyway, you spent the extra five bucks and you bought a t-shirt. So now we went from a general admission at 30 to my VIP at 50 or whatever it is. And yeah. now they're buying that. And then when they walk out, there's still two more haunted houses that they're waiting for anyway. They know they have time. They're going to go and eat. They're going to go and play five, five minutes of escape room and all, all, all those things. Um, I, I think when you talk about making more money, there is, and this goes for any business, not just haunted houses. There's two ways to make more money. You either sell your product to, to more people or make more money off the people who use use your product. So yep. either increase attendance or increase the amount of money people are spending at your venue. And we're doing both because yeah. while they have time to spend extra money, that's all they're doing is spending extra money. And they're spending money, but they don't, but they're having a great time. So not they're happy to spend money. They love it because now they've played escape rooms and now it's went from one haunted house that they walked through, drove there, drove it. They spent more time in the car than they spent having fun at, at your 15 minute haunted house. So yep. now everyone knows that, you know, you spend half an hour in a haunted house that you waited two hours to, to go into. Now they come to my property with the scare zone, with our square, with all our games, all that stuff, actors everywhere all the time. You feel like you were there for four hours. You got four hours of a haunted house experience. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So my customer experience has went through the roof. Um, we don't get reviews that are bad. It's just that simple anymore. There's no complaining about a wait. There's no complaining about no entertainment. There's no complaining about any of that stuff anymore. 
Um, on top of that, because everyone is spending their whole time on their phone, because we're also able to like send them text messages. And now since they're constantly <laughs> checking their phones anyway, and they're constantly involved in all of our stuff, it's way easier to get them to take pictures. They now have nothing to do other than roam around and use our photo ops, take videos, take pictures. And we've utilized that and set stuff up to, to capture those things. So it's been fantastic, a thousand percent. And I think everyone should switch from time tickets to a virtual queue because it is, like Alex <laughs> said, it's the next level of, yep. Yep. of that. And after 2020, our plan was like, we'll do this for like a year. But I told our whole crew, we're never never going back to the old way of this giant block of people just waiting to go in, in the haunt. So yeah, that's, that's where I stand on all this. And <laughs> so not to oversell, but be, you say, you know, if, uh, if you want, uh, you know, free marketing from photo shoots, mm -hmm. uh, increased revenue from upsells, uh, better reviews yeah. and a dance party, apparently. And right. <laughs> then, uh, but, then you should switch to virtual queues. Absolutely. I, I mean, that's kind of the real answer is do you, do you <laughs> want a crowd or do you not? Cause I, I guess that's the difference. If you can handle yeah. 3000 people on your property, then do a virtual queue and you'll have them all yeah. there at one time. You'll have 3000 people that are chanting your name or do you want an easier flow through night? If you can, if you have like a light switch haunt where you just flip it on and it runs all perfect, then go with the time tickets. Yep. So that makes sense. Yeah. The so your customer feedback has been crazy. What kind of what kind of comments have you been getting from your customers? So I guess that's the old, the hardest thing about the virtual queue is since I'm the only one doing it, at least the only one anywhere close to any of my customers is is getting them to understand it um, because they immediately come. And even though we took their phone number, we told them about it, we placed them in there, they got a text. The first thing they want to do because they're conditioned to is go, go get in a line. And then, so the first thing they do is they want to find the haunted house and they, they walk in the property and they go right back to that old thing. Cause they haven't been taught yet. So they go, they bought a ticket, went through, our photo booth. And then they immediately want, they, they, they go and they try to find where's the haunted house. And they go up there and they say, hi, I'd like to get in line for this haunted house. And my, my lady working there says, have you gotten your text message yet? And they say, well, we want to get in line. And she says, you are in line. And she says, go have fun. And yeah. it's literally the look on their face is like, Oh, and they just turn and see all the things <laughs> that they can go and do and they go have fun and they go, they go figure out what they want to do while they do it. Cause it's such a crazy thing. Cause we're used to kind of, no matter where you go, you go to the grocery store, McDonald's, the theater, anywhere there's lines and it's just, it sucks, but you're conditioned to do it. And now I tell you, you don't have to wait in this line at all. You don't have to have this kind of jockeying of no cutting and all this other stuff. Um, just go eat. If you're hungry, go eat. If you're cold, go sit at the fire. You want to watch a movie? It's right over there. That stuff's all free. You want to run around and take pictures? Go do it. And they love it. It's um, it's just, it's not necessarily that they're posting, we love the virtual queue. It's, we no longer get complaints about time. We no longer get yep. complaints about uh, waiting for haunted houses. 
you no longer have those people who are pissed off when the fast pass people are walking past them in line because they don't see them because those people are just another group that's walking up because we have another page of fast passes that we're just calling up. So now you don't have those people that are slightly better that those people spent extra money and they're walking in right ahead of them. Um, That kind of stuff just doesn't happen anymore. And I know it's, it's like hard to kind of grasp, but it's, it's a totally different world of haunting and it's opened up an entirely new like level of experience for our audience. So just from the reaction and the, the numbers speak for themselves. Um, when I say we weren't selling escape rooms, I'm saying like on a five hour night, we would like three people would play the escape room. Uh. And then as soon as we changed, we changed, it was the same escape room, the same location, nothing changed about it except the virtual queue. And we went from like three to 300. Uh, and like, that's all that changed was we gave them time to go and do it. But now they're talking about the words that we get are a whole experience, like in reviews and stuff that in, instead of great haunt, we get a great night out, awesome experience, different things like that, that say it's way more than a haunted house. It's I guess a lot of people are trying to create a haunted house. What I've always wanted to have was a fall, a haunted house festival. Yeah, and that's what this that. has allowed me to create is a haunted house festival um, where you have, if you watch like trick or treat, there's that great, like there's a shot of like a street festival happening. And I was like, that looks like the coolest thing ever. I wish my town had like a street festival or you just watch all these like movies where these there's these Halloween festivals happening and that's what I'm trying to create. And the virtual queue is the only thing that lets that happen. So, and now we've got a, like, again, just everything is better. Like our vendor list, we have vendors that are fighting to get into our property Be, and there's no spots because our vendors rebook every year because the customers are there. They're spending money. Our vendors know they'll make money. We have vendors that we went from the one property we were at before we moved to our location now that we own. Uh, we have vendors. We went from where every vendor left every year because they didn't make any money. Now we had vendors that followed us from that location to our new one in a new town because they want to keep making the money that they make at our event. And it's been fantastic. So everything and the, those vendors aren't just the guys that sell hot dogs. We have we have vendors that sell artwork the, the, there's a guy that makes like horror themed artwork and he does great his stuff is expensive he's selling it for two three hundred dollars and people are coming and buying them we have people that are uh they sell like like wax melts and bath bombs and things they do great uh we have people that sell just like art like crocheted stuff they do fantastic last year we expanded into we had like a merch booth where we just sold like our t-shirts and all those things Last year, we expanded into an actual gift shop where we sold all horror things, anything that we could find that had, you know, any kind of horror stuff along with our merch, along with our products from HHP, where we sell all our masks and and Halloween stuff and higher end, more expensive haunted house props. um, And we sold out. We sold out of everything we had. It was Mm -hmm. at the end of October because like we bought like from a trick or treat, we bought like a um, a stripe like from the gremlins it's like a life-size prop replica and it was like a 200 prop 
Um, and we thought like, we'll have this for a few years. No one's buying this. Someone bought it the first night. Uh, and then like we, they let us keep it so we could still have it. Cause we had it in like a case. So it looked nice and stuff. And then like throughout the year, people are offering us like $500, $600, even more just to buy that. And it's like, this is, this is insane. And this is all only happening because of the virtual queue, because they have time to come and go in my gift shop instead mm-hmm. of just leaving as soon as they're done. So the customer reaction experience has been nothing short of incredible. And I, I, I'm like, seriously, I'm not being paid. Alex is giving me no money to say this. <laughs> we can cut this down. Like a commercial. Yeah. Be, man. Make yeah. it commercial. Yeah. It's just the best thing. And I'll never go back because it's just made the haunted house that much better. It's like the linchpin that holds up the whole operation that we have now. So Great, yeah. So, <laughs> This podcast episode sponsored by Skirit Badges. We always were looking for ideas to to get those actors to take it to the next level. I really want to do something that they can use more than just a meal or they can use more than just a that a boy, that a girl. They love this stuff, but it's not really promoting a haunter. And then I sit down, Scarab Badges comes out. That's when I realized this is amazing because not only is it giving them an attaboy, but it's also promoting them all year round. And for to promote somebody, to give somebody accolades all year round and have them be able to wear it on their shoulder with pride means a lot. This right here says this is who nailed it on this day in this year for the rest of their life, for the rest of their haunting life. And that's what I really love about this product is you're able to give haunting to somebody, an attaboy, 365 days a year. And that's, so hats off to you guys. I think this is a great product and I wish you the best of luck because it's awesome. Get your scare badges at scarebadges.com. On the technical side, Alex, how does how does a haunt go to set this up and, and link in virtual queue into their, their ticketing? How does that all work? Yeah, well, uh, it, it's it's pretty straightforward. I'm, honestly, like um, it, it takes a few clicks. We've got some how tos on it. We don't charge anything else for it. It's absolutely free with the rest of the system. Uh, I mean, listen to Justin, I feel like we should be charging more. Right here. But, uh, but no, I mean, it, so, uh, you know, in the back end, if you've got an event set up, you can literally, you know, when you're in your event management page, you can click the drop down next to your event and click virtual queues. Uh, it's right there. And then just click a new one. There are a few, you know, options on how to configure them. Um, so, you know, Justin uses it in a very unique and intentional way uh, because he's seen the value and he's got the time. So one of the things that Justin said that I absolutely love, and I wish more people, you know, would, would embrace this is he can control the amount of time you're out there in his midway <laughs> spending your money and that sort of thing. He decides when you go in, you, you, the line doesn't, you know, it's not another environmental factor. He decides, uh, exactly. when everybody goes in. And that's amazing. Like he's very intentional about how they use the cues and they make it manual. They do it manually because of this. There is like an automatic way that you can have it automatically push people into the queue if you want to always keep like 10 people rolling into the the attraction. But then you're not getting the advantages of what he's doing with analyzing your crew, your your crowd and making sure that they're spending money and doing all that other stuff there. And there are a few other things like you can decide whether or not you want to let people check in on their own when they get within like a mile of the attraction or if you want to, uh, you know, force them to come to your um, your box office to check in when they get there and that sort of thing. And that just really depends on your setup. 
in, in what you want to see there. Um, yeah, there are a few other uh, configuration things, but basically you can create a queue and it'll automatically start, you know, going and start working. It's really simple to do. And then as far as when you're using it, um, uh, you've got a, you know, you can pull it up on your iPad, on your phone, on your uh, laptop that we, we let you pull it up just about anywhere. And it's going to show when people get checked in and you can do a couple things from that screen. But the main thing is move them from the checked in column, uh, you know, from the waiting column, we call it to the ready column. When you move them over to the ready column, you're saying, I'm ready for you to come into the attraction. And it'll send them a text message and you can change the text of that text message. So it could say like, uh, hey, come to the you know entrance with the, next to the red flag that you can see from you know anywhere at the park or whatever. You know, there's a zillion different th- ways you could make it so that it's really friendly to your crew. And hell, I don't care. You could put in like a sponsorship message or you could say sponsor this uh, entrance sponsored by so and so, you know, so there's opportunity for extra brand recognition and, and uh, exposure there. But basically, it's just being able to move people, you know, from that waiting queue to that ready queue. You can hit the check mark next to their name and it, they pop over there. You can also like uh, there's a button to re uh, remind people that they're up. So sometimes people, you know, whatever, miss the first text message for whatever reason. So you can hit the reminder button. Um, you can even send people. This was another suggestion that I think Justin and his uh, crew had. You can send uh, people a custom message, too. So if you want to click, you know, message them and send them, hey. Like, Bill, you've been waiting for 15 minutes now. Get your butt over here or we're giving up your space. Like, you could send them, you know, that message if you really wanted there. There's some custom features in there, too. Or you could send them something that says, like, hey, while you're waiting, maybe check out the escape mini escape room we have. Don't worry. It only takes five minutes. So you'll have plenty of time to get in. So there's some some cool functionality around that, too. Uh, But real easy to set up. And, of course, you know, on that side, uh, I'd be amiss if I didn't say this. Like, we have people in the office, including myself, as Justin mentioned, uh, until, you know, well after midnight, every, you know, haunt day, every day during the haunt season there. So give us a ring. We'll we'll help you set it up. We'd prefer to do it before the haunt season, but we'll do it during the haunt season too. You know, it's just less of a rush on our side if you try to set that stuff up in advance. Yeah, because before we got on here, you were telling me how many hours you work in October. I think you work more than I did in October, so. <laughs> too many man too many like i mean it's just like uh you know it's just like what i was actually haunting right like you, you know all the pressures on you during that time uh now instead of one attraction that i have to take care of i have a thousand that i get to take care of uh but in all seriousness like most of our attractions never call us throughout the night it's just a volume thing you know we're doing hundreds of thousands of ticket sales a night millions of dollars of ticket sales a night at time of year and if like one percent of those fat fingers their email address and has to write us in because they're like ah i think i put in the wrong email address and i never got my tickets or whatever um that's still you know hundreds of people or or you know thousands in some cases of people even if it's just one percent of them so yeah there we get a lot of messages that time of the year and it could range from like hey i didn't get my tickets to uh, you know, I, I, I know you say, you know, um, you people have to be over 10 to come to the haunt, but I've got a really brave six-year-old. We get that one a lot, you know, stuff like that. Uh, there's just a zillion different messages you get and people that want to, you know, transfer to another day and change their tickets. So one of the things we added last year was the ability to let, if, if you've got this enabled as a haunt and you are doing some sort of time ticketing or making them choose at least the day that they're coming, now you can actually uh, let the uh, customer 
pick the new date and time. If they want to reschedule their tickets, they're able to reschedule their tickets. You could put parameters to around it. So they have to do it 24 hours in advance or something. You know, that was one that we added last year after a bunch of people kept saying, man, I wish, you know, we didn't have to do this manually or you didn't, you know, and we have a lot of support people that'd be doing that for folks too, if they let us. Um, and yeah, so that was another one that we got from uh, feedback from our clients that just uh, saves people a lot of time at the end of the day. Yeah, That was our biggest thing when selling online tickets was, hey, I bought this for Friday. Can I move it to Saturday? Yep. Yep. So he did go in there manually do it and I get yeah. it. That's smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen to listen Make to your customers. <laughs> there you go. I mean, ultimately, they're the ones who are paying for this stuff or covering the bills there. And and that uh, so we want to make their lives easier. You know, so just like when Justin and 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 Stefan over there came to us with the the virtual queues, like we said, yeah, like this is something we've seen before. We've looked into a bit. They're coming to us about it. Like, let's do it. Let's get this done. Let's you know, if this is going to help them, it's going to help other people during the pandemic. My surprise was. And it just took off after the pandemic kept growing. Uh, I think last year was the biggest year by far, actually. That was by the biggest year by double that we'd seen on the queues. Um, we had something like 200 different attractions that were using virtual queues in some way or another. Just crazy last year. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, a lot of others that are using time ticketing. Totally agree with Justin. In a lot of cases, it does not make sense to do both. Like rarely makes sense, actually, to do both. You kind of want to do time ticketing if you're like one of those that's just a straight flow through and you don't have a midway. Like it's just, you know, that's okay to have time ticketing. If it's just like one attraction or one ticket and you just straight flow through and no other, you know, options to buy anything else. But if you want to keep people there and keep them hanging out and keep them spending money and keep them doing all sorts of different things, I love virtual queues. I think it's going to rule the world here. And it does come with a lot less stress on your side, man. Like, you don't have to worry about, you know, people rescheduling, right? Like you don't have to worry uh, about people, you know, saying I didn't get in in that, you know, exact time window that you said I was going to get in if something went wrong. Like there's just so many more, so many benefits there uh, to yeah. the user experience on both sides. Yeah. It's almost like you flipped it around because instead of being out of control, you're more in control. You know, like you were turning your yeah. queue line up and down and you can determine who's spending money, how long they're spending money. Absolutely. So, yeah, I can see both uses of both types. Today's episode was edited by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope and original music composed by Chris Thomas. Support for today's episode comes from Gantam Lightning and Controls. Gantam illuminates attractions worldwide with the world's smallest intelligent spotlights. From Dark Hour to Netherworld, Super Mario Land to Hagrid's Bike, Gantam goes where other fixtures can't. See what you're missing with a free demo? Sign up at gantam.com demo. That's gantam.com demo. The HAN team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Louise Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Omni Adventures. Until next time, stay scary. This is a Haunted Attraction Network.